One of the most extraordinary of elements of a human being is the element of the feelings. And in this talk this evening, I would like to touch upon that area, that area of our life. When we give consideration to the totality of our person, we can look upon ourselves from different aspects. We can give consideration to our physical life, to the organism. We can give consideration to our thoughts and our intellectual capacity. We give consideration to our relationship to life, our existence, and of course to the whole realm and spectrum of our feelings and what these mean. And sometimes we forget or overlook that the element of feeling, the feeling factor, shall we say, is to some degree or other present in each moment of consciousness. So that with the arising of our consciousness, that factor, that element of being conscious of, whatever it may be, there is within that activity, there is a feeling factor. Sometimes that feeling is obvious and easily recognizable and perceivable, and sometimes it isn't. And when we give consideration to our feelings, to the, the world of the, of the feeling experience, you see basically that they fall into pleasant feelings and all the implication for our life of the arising, the touch of the pleasant feeling, into the unpleasant feeling and all the implications of that and into the neutral feelings which we wouldn't necessarily categorize as being either pleasant or unpleasant. And so there's this arising the spark of consciousness. Spark of consciousness makes contact, makes contact with the, the world around us, it makes contact with aspects of ourselves. And whenever there is that contact which has been made, at whatever level it may have been made with us, somewhere in that contact and in that consciousness arising is the presence of a feeling. We often ignore or neglect that factor, that element. And sometimes that expresses and shows itself in the way that we become rather habitually concerned, connected with the object, with the thing, with the idea, with the memory, and forget to feel the presence, to feel the connection itself. And much of what we might call awareness or spirituality or being in touch with life is such that it brings more and more to the foreground in our connection with ourselves and with life, feelings. How we feel about things. <coughs> and we notice too that in this meeting, this meeting with ourselves and meeting with life, that the changeable characteristic 
of the feelings too. And so one day we can feel one way about something and the next we can feel quite differently. And we do tend in that changeability sometimes to get muddled up between intuition, direct intuition and the feeling. And we may have an intuition about something, about life, about a, situ about a situation and that intuition itself leads either to a, a firmness, a clearness, a real clearness about something and sometimes that clearness, when appropriate, need, leads to a certain action. There's an, in, there's an intuition, the intuition is there, it's an affirmative and in that affir affirmation there's a, a corresponding action there with a certain feeling which accompanies it. But when we misinterpret, when we confuse a feeling with an intuition, what we notice is that we feel we say, I have an intuition about something, but in fact it's just the feeling which is arising in the moment. And as a result, the feeling isn't clarifying, doesn't bring about a clearness of action or a clearness of expression or... or or a communication, either with oneself or with others. So intu intuition, I mean true intuition is a, um, a very direct and immediate form of experience which enables us to act. We see something clearly and it, and it empowers us to follow what we see, that intuition, through. But our feelings about this or that, are not necessarily like that. They don't give us that, that empowerment, unlike intuition. Sometimes we notice the predominance of a feeling when we're trying to make a decision about something. We produce inside of ourselves, it may be a future situation, a great deal of thought. And we can quite often feel strongly one way and feel equally strongly the other way. And so the idea arises, I should, I ought to do this, go there. And another idea with an equally strong feeling component to it, no, I ought to do this, I ought to do that instead. And the mind, in this combination of the feelings with the idea becomes fragmented. It really becomes split. And the split mind, which deepens, becomes a mind which becomes an unable to act. Or follows action through and, and gets caught in a state of conflict of perhaps having made the wrong decision. In other words, when you and I experience in our life the wish to make a decision, we see that there is a strong feeling factor there, but we are also indecisive. At that particular time, our feelings and our thoughts won't really help us. Either <clears throat> we follow one through, 
with a state of uncertainty, therefore a loss of power. Or we don't follow either through and we bear the, the consequences, feeling of regret, sorry for ourselves, confused, inability to do. Or we're subjected to the pressure of the circumstances outside of ourself which make us do one or the other. You understand? Your mind is divided, you don't know what to do, there's strong feelings there, and because of that one follows one through, but one is, can't act totally, or one becomes confused, or one is forced into, the, into a decision because some the pressures and circumstances outside make one. And in our connection with our, with our feelings, and, and particularly the feelings related to decision, when those feelings are strong and the thoughts are strong, the consciousness is trapped within that small field. And we can keep repeating the ideas, the feelings, and keep renewing again and again, but the field remains the same. And life becomes tortuous. Because there's this lack of internal har harmony together. And when it's, when it's of that kind of order in our, in our life, it tends to bring about a difficulty in responding totally to life because the feelings are split. And this, and when we speak of harmony and internal harmony, very much it's a harmony of our feeling towards life. One of the tools of reasons, or the tools, or the meaning of, of meditation is that it is a contribution towards steadying of our consciousness. When our consciousness becomes more steady, the feeling factors inside of ourselves can harmonize more, can integrate more. We can be more present. and respond to the way the present is. Now quite often in our daily life situation, we never, or not say never, but we find great difficulty in responding totally to the present. Because to do that means that you and I have to give our total attention that's what meditation is, mindfulness, that's what we're doing here, is giving total attention to our activity, to sitting, to walking, and in that totalness of attention, we can learn in life to respond totally to a situation. And so a totalness of our being can communicate more totally with the world. There are some factors, some areas of feelings which we experience in our life 
of course, which are extraordinarily refined and subtle and beautiful. And there's a qualitative difference, and I think we've, we experience this in our life, between certain kinds of feeling. And it's according to the kind of condition of our consciousness, the receptivity of it, the sensitivity of it, the steadiness of it, the background to it, calmness and relaxation, which determines how sensitive and aware we can be within a situation. And so much of one's practice, to use that word, much of the giving of oneself totally is to bring about such a refinement that the, feel, the sensitive feeling becomes very pure, very sensitive in itself. And to be able, in a relaxed, rather effortless way, just to stay with that sensitivity of feeling. Given the world that you and I are living in, and all the pressures of it, all the decision-makings that we go through, all the involvements in this world, in many, many ways, it's often quite rare, and sometimes very, very rare, for our consciousness to settle back into itself sufficiently enough to come to that degree of sensitivity of feeling. In order for that to take place, of course, much of the chatter of the mind, there must be space through that chatter, much of the turbulence that we experience, physical, psychological and emotional, has to also, to some degree, fade away. And so that one really does highlight not only the feeling, but also a feeling which is steady. And we begin to take some of the involvement of the world, the world of objects, the world of ideas, the world of preoccupations, settle in, pass through some of the waves of turbulence, feelings, emotions, which, which arise and which often by very important and necessary for us to experience and explore and, and go through, till our inner life comes to a, a kind of base of a sensitive feeling. That sensitivity of, fee of feeling is an extraordinary human resource. And sometimes it is there, in that steadiness, quite, quite spontaneously. In our normal day, let us say, We are often very much concerned with the structure of the day, the form of the day, what I am doing, where I am going, what my life is, what others' life is, what, what the world of the form and the words and the activities, what's all that about. And sometimes that kind of involvement 
for us just drops away. It doesn't have the great import, the great significance that we think it has. And it suddenly drops away and there's just a, a sense, a feeling of, of wonder, a feeling of awe at just, at just this earth and being alive. And one's eyes and ears are, are wide open and there's just this organic living mystery around us and with us and, and in us. And it's not so much trees and bushes and sky and earth and people and me, but rather something wider, something extraordinary which has taken place in this, in this, in this universe of life manifesting and communicating itself. And something beyond, quite beyond anything personal. Including it, but not wrapped, not just my life, what's me, where am I, what am I doing, where am I going, but something greater. And that sense of something greater, which sometimes comes quite spontaneously, sometimes through the midst of our difficulty, but more accessible when our consciousness is quiet and still and we just have eyes to see, ears to listen with, heart to be open to. And the world really reaches us. Life really touches us. That is spirituality. And all else, all activities, all working on oneself at the psychological level, all dealing with one's emotions, in a way, and all the insights, important as they may, may be with regard, with regard to that, in a way, are, the, are a preparation for seeing expensively. And for that seeing expansively, the feeling factor must truly be present. In that, and not surprisingly of course, There are often gestures too. It's not just a receptivity of mind and, and heart which is so awesome and uh, one, wonderful. But sometimes, as I say, through the midst of, midst of activity, it also can arise when there's a real attunement. And probably the way, one of the ways which we experience this most noticeably in our life and as a certain kind of... Uh, touch or impact is in the sensitivity which can take place between human beings, between two human beings. When there's such a subtlety of, of awareness and appreciation and communication there, that within the moment of touch and the moment of communication, the moment of 
the channel of that feeling outwardly and expressing something, in that moment, there's a kind of awesomeness about it. There's a, 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 a magic about it. There's, a, there's, there's an expression of something which contains all of life in a peculiar way. Human beings sometimes find that contact, that contact occurs just with eyes, just, it's just through eye contact. It's just through sharing a particular moment together. It's just a recognition, instantaneous recognition of each other's humanness. It's just a knowledge which is transmitted of being alive and being together. That there are these kind of gestures in life or intimations in life or subtleties in life which arise somehow reaching consciousness, opening up consciousness in such a way that your f the life, the feeling of life goes beyond any kind of restricted sense. And what we observe and see in those moments, inwardly, outwardly, through particular contact, through no contact, what we see is that our ego, that meaning the desire force, should we put it like that, that which wants inside, can't actually create it. No matter how I deal and appealing those experiences may be, when the, our ego moves and wants, it actually obstructs that feeling, it, it obstructs that spontaneity, it obstructs that openness. And it produces a restricted, personalized sense, a limited kind of view. And similarly, when we, ex when we experience that touch of life at that, s at that subtle level, and quite n naturally, one might say, understandably, our ego comes up and takes a hold of that experience. It remembers it. It has the image which is there. And in the image which is there, it takes a hold of it in order that it can renew it, that it can have it again and what arises spontaneously can never be guaranteed to occur again. Ego never has that kind of assurance in that seeing which is expansive. And so we learn in, in life that Seeing which carries a, a feeling for life which is no way, in no way limited occurs 
it appears in time, it expresses itself through, through time, and in time it fades. And when anything in life touches us, touches us in that soft, caring, sensitive way, when any, anything or anyone or any situation in life touches one, just to stay purely and totally with that moment, and just be present with it, totally present with it. No matter what area, what, what moment it comes from in this universe, no, no matter what it is which, is which touches us, and which something deep, deep inside responds to softly, when that occurs for us, to be right there, totally. And when that fades, that, that receptivity fades, as it must, when that touch from wherever it comes fades away, as, as it must, if one has experienced that totally and fully, and just totally receptive to it, there won't be the grasping onto, the identification with, the, the clinging, the desire to have again. Because one knows that in that subtlety of that feeling factor, that something is so precious, it's ephemeral. When something is so precious, it comes and it goes and it comes and it goes, and that's the nature of touch. And to ask, or to expect, or to want in our life for that to come again is not to understand what beauty is. Not to understand what preciousness is. And that transcendent quality of feeling, which denies or negates temporarily all superficiality, which is present regardless of ego, which is accessible to consciousness no matter what its condition, that that transcendent factor which you and I can reach upon is something which at times can seem very, very far away. It's as though at times we feel, this, my mind is too cluttered or cloudy or obscure and the world can't touch me in that way. There are too many clouds, there are too many filters, there are too many curtains, as it were, in one's mind, to, which stop the light of the universe 
flowing out of me, flowing in, flowing into me. And what we tend to forget is that each moment itself, in a peculiar way, is reaching us. Each moment itself is a moment, in spite of how we are or how we're feeling, is the moment that you and I are carried in, that you and I rest in, that you and I have all our being. And though we may at times feel very distant from a truly intimate sensitivity and feeling with life, nevertheless, the intimacy is always present. Though you and I may feel very alienated from this, that and the other and ourselves, nevertheless, the alienation has no true reality. Though you and I may experience at times the lack of knowledge, the lack of insight, the blindness, the lack of consciousness, still, in true reality, it doesn't make any difference. Though you and I may feel, I would like to be like this, I would like to reach this, I would like to accomplish this, I would like to evolve to this. As far as reality goes, it still doesn't make any difference. And so sometimes in our yearnings, based on our feelings about things, based on what we would like and where we would like to be and all those kind of feelings. We use our feelings and sometimes abuse our feelings to move away from life. To move away from the fullness of the moment. The extraordinariness of being here now. Because we find it as human beings extraordinarily difficult to keep our feelings steady, even the difficult ones, steady with what's happening in the moment. And if you and I can learn, can find out, can discover what it means to keep the feelings steady, even when they have that tinge of pain and unpleasantness, but to keep it steady with what's happening in the moment, And to be so wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly committed to it, there must be breakthrough. There must be revelation. There must be transcendent discoveries. But we must as much as possible, 
steadier consciousness. And so all of that we may speak of in ordinary conventional language as, a, as the preparation for, dis for discovery. But in a rather paradoxical way, all the discoveries that you and I need to make, we've already made them. All the things that we need to know and realize and see, we already know. We already see. And so sometimes we, we, our messages produce, you know, our mind, our heart produces certain messages and certain aspirations, and they may be very noble aspirations. But all of those aspirations already have their fulfillment in us. By being here. Just by being here. Not here, this house or anything, but by being here. And that is in that its own fulfillment, its own completion. And life is already full, and it's already complete. And you are, and I are already full and complete. And we can't add to that fullness. We can't increase it by one drop. We can't take it anywhere. We can't improve on it. And to think and believe otherwise is the proof of the fulfillment. <laughs> Each time our mind moves and takes form and takes thought, and we feel we can add to it, is only the expression of fulfillment. It's the expression of infinite. It's the expression of total expansiveness already. And all this we forget. Each time our feelings come with regard to tomorrow and next year and here and, and there, it reflects purely, directly our extraordinariness as a human being. It's the, it's the constant revelation of the greatness of the mind and heart. And so whatever occurs in our life experience, whatever feelings arise in our life experience, whatever events occur, occur 
is the revelation of totality, is the revelation of the infinite, is the revelation of truth, of God, of ultimate reality. And in no way can any occurrence or lack of occurrence obscure the truth of its ultimateness. It's not possible for anything in this world to hide truth. It all reveals it. Every expression of denial is the revelation of reality. How vast it is. So keeping our touch and our contact with life and with ourselves and that utter intimacy which we all experience and all of it is the ongoing experience of an intimacy means that the, the feelings in our awareness become to such a subtlety an increasing subtlety in life not all the time of course in which that subtlety we find ways of communicating it of sharing it of receiving it and the small gesture of just walking, of just sitting, of just touching. Reveals the universe. Embraces life itself. we might say is world-shaking. So let us in our meditations give let us be total in our meditations recognizing Whatever is occurring, cannot deny. Whatever is occurring is the revelation that we need. And in that there is a vitality, and a love, and a quiet realization of totality.
may all beings know the significance of touch. May all beings abide in communion. May all beings see totality. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.